Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. Show. All right, and happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news the networks refuse to use. No doubt starts now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for... November the 12th in the year of our Lord, 2021. This is our one of two and our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property and to promote God, family, and country on your radio and the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed, we use the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law of the land, the Constitution for the United States of America. That is our guide. And absolutely, we're convinced the checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the founding fathers. One of the great peaceful restorative solutions we still have at our fingertips as you know, we reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. And by the way, it is a freedom-loving, fantastic, faith-filled. We're taking America back one heart, one mind, one issue at a time for right, eh? Quick recap of yesterday's show still available online at libertyroundtable.com and lovingliberty.net. Spread the word. We had our guest on Brian Rust doing a phenomenal job, rustcoinandgift.com. Over the past 50 years, Brian and his family have been working hard to educate customers about precious metals, about taking possession of those metals. Uh, Brian really and his family have been constitutional currency folks for a long time. Bottom line, ladies and gentlemen, you got a friend in the coin business, Brian Rust, rustcoinandgift.com. And by the way, uh, his honest money report is tremendous, kind of breaking down what's happening uh, with gold and silver and the spot price versus the reality price when you take possession of your metals and more. We talked about Happy Veterans Day, originally Armistice Day. It's a federal holiday in the United States, uh, usually uh, honored on November the 11th to honor our veterans. And I kind of, uh, you know, on one hand want to say, you know, Happy Veterans Day to everybody. I get it. But I want to be very careful that we don't glorify the warrior. Okay, sadly, today we become a warlike people. I reject that notion. I get that when somebody serves their country, we ought to have gratitude for their service. Um, you know, and you could say, well, only when they're serving right, Sam. Yes and no. I agree with the general point, but you know what? A lot of people go with these grandiose ideas that, you know what, they're serving their country. They come back disenchanted going, whoa, wait a minute. Hold on now. Hold on, operator. This isn't what I signed up for. And I think that's what most Americans are having a rude awakening about right now. They were like, hey, let the politics take care of itself. Oh, hold on. Now I'm a terrorist because I don't want perverted sex taught in my school. How, hold on now. And people are waking up in droves. But it, really, the soldiers, same scenario. They go out um, with stars in their eyes going, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fight for the greatest country on the face of the earth, by golly. I'm going to protect freedom. And they come back going, hey, man, I've been betrayed. This isn't what I was, right? And that happens and happens. So how do we give gratitude to the soldier for their service? How do we not promote war and become a warlike people? How do we not put the soldier on a pedestal? Most soldiers, when they come home and you put them on a pedestal, they're like, hey, you know what? War's horrible. Don't call me no hero. I don't want. So how do we balance all that? It's very difficult. So I want to say happy Veterans Day yesterday to everybody. I also want to be very careful and cautious, and I really want to be um, appropriate about highlighting what we ought to honor, what we ought to hold dear. What we ought to be grateful for, but at the same time, what we ought to advocate for, which is peace, not war. Uh, and he, uh, heroes are men that go to war when they must, but don't glorify or relish war by any means. We also need to be very clear about when somebody gets sent 
off to war. They come back with all kinds of now deficiencies because of the war. We owe them, ladies and gentlemen. We sent them there. Uh, and I'm not a socialist, but I will say uh, there needs to be equity for equity in that regard. All right. By the way, we talked about infl- inflation, transitory versus persistent. The debate rages on. Now uh, Joe Biden and crew are forced to leave the transitory word out of the discussion because everybody's realizing and admitting now finally that inflation's here to stay. And what they need to really admit is inflation's been here ever since we jettisoned constitutional currency, okay? Let's be very clear. It's the hidden tax that has abused us all for our whole lives and longer. All right? A silver eagle silver dollar used to be equivalent to a paper dollar. Now it takes 35 paper dollars to get a single silver dollar. Why? Yeah, have I made my point? Good, thanks. By the way, they say is crypto the future of money? Or is it the biggest scam? I say that it's both. Sadly, it's going to be the future of money because they want to take you all online so they can control everybody in your life. Gold and silver and freedom and metal in your hand doesn't allow for that decentralization. They don't like that, right? The gold and silver decentralizes. They don't, they're not going to allow for that. They want to have digital currency where it's centrally controlled. They control it all. So we're headed to crypto. Even governments are headed to crypto, ladies and gentlemen. They backhanded, led us all into the digital movement, thinking we're advocating for freedom. The big betrayal bait and switch will happen. Write it down and remember who warned you first, okay? I will also say uh, that this crypto um, is disaster. It's a scam. There's no doubt about it. It's a sham. It's nothing but fiat currency taken to a new centralized control level under the guise that pretended that it's decentralized via the blockchain. Write it down. Everybody else says you're crazy, Sam, but I'm a tech guy, and I'm telling you, you'll find out that I'm right. Here's why U.S. supply chain problems will only get worse, <clears throat> and that we gave the list of that, big detailed. Check out yesterday's program for more. We talked about the, quote, everything shortage is the beginning of the end, no doubt about that. We talked about the Biden administration will most likely rely on informants to enforce its COVID-19 vaccinations on businesses, experts now say. That's a serious sham, ladies and gentlemen, where you should be helping your neighbor, loving your neighbor, serving your neighbor. Now they want you just to rat on your neighbor, turn your neighbor in. Nazi Germany on steroids in America today if we fall for that lie. Hour two. We talked about just who who is Kimberly Guilfoyle. Now, this is Donald Trump Jr.'s latest girlfriend, right? But she was the first lady of San Francisco back in 2001 because she married Governor Gavin Newsom. Well, he wasn't governor at the time. He was mayor of San Francisco, don't you know? But now he's Governor Newsom. So Guilfoyle worked at Fox News from like 2006 to 2018, right? Co-hosted the five on the network. So this girl literally was with Newsom. Some of the most radical people. That's who she was married to. Now she's Donald Trump Jr.'s serious girlfriend. They bought a house together. They're probably getting married. Who knows? Uh, But anyway, there you have it. Uh, Donald Jr. jettisoned his wife, Vanessa, who he had five children with. Now he's with Kimberly. And she's a political head from the liberal uh, wing. Big time. Very, very strange I don't know if I dare say bedfellows here because that gets weird fast. Yeah, Newsom's Vanishing Act, by the way, speaking of Governor Gavin Newsom, I guess he had a horrific COVID shot reaction, and uh, that's a serious problem indeed because two reports now have linked his long disappearance 
two COVID shots and the reaction that he got. The source said Newsom's symptoms were very similar to that Guillain-Barre syndrome thing that people get. So there you have that. Robert F. Kennedy Jr. even speaking out on it, going, hey, man, you know what? If it's true that the governor has suffered injuries or, you know, following this grave situation, it's horrible. He's asking kids and adults by force to go through the same thing he went through. Shame on him. This is serious. I agree. It's impeachable kind of stuff. We better dig in and expose the fraud. It's finally happening, ladies and gentlemen. Trump is officially launching Truth Social, they say. It's a social media site. Quote, follow the truth is their slogan. And Truth Social, they say, is America's, quote, big tent social media platform that encourages an open, free, and honest global conversation, ladies and gentlemen, without discriminating against political ideology. You can join the waiting list now. So I've heard for months that he's launching a network of some kind, but then every time I turn around, I hear, oh, <clears throat> you can join the waiting list. Oh, it's not really happening. Oh, it's not here yet. The desk of President Trump was a flash in the pan and went away too. But if you read the terms of service, it's not as easy as you think. It's not as freedom-loving as you think. They can shut you down for any reason they choose. So it just means that instead of doing it um, Twitter style with Jack Dorsey, or Facebook style with your favorite friend at Facebook. It's now Trump style with Trump. That's the only difference. All right, Ron Paul says Pfizer CEO Albert Bula critics are criminals. Pfizer CEO Albert Bula says that vaccine refusers are murderous criminals who seek to stop the new way of life trying to come in. What is he talking about, new way of life? Is this just a fact on vaccine, or do they have an agenda here? He virtually admitted to it backhanded. Who's going to drill him down on that? You got to put him on Liberty Roundtable Live. I'll do it. They say it's even possible to receive vaccines and not develop antibodies, says Dr. Ramirez. And then he goes on and blames it on the immune system. It's your immune system's fault, not the failure of the vaccine. What a sham that is. New data was released by the CDC, by the way showing that vaccinated people infected by the Delta variant can carry detectable viral loads similar to those who are not vaccinated. We're getting more and more info, intel about how fake and bogus these vaccines really are. They're nothing but a bioweapon unleashed on the whole world, led by Donald Trump of the United States of America. Operation Warp Speed sold us down the river, baby. Now Joe Biden carries the ball for Donald, right? Yeah, Moderna's vaccine, they say, creates twice as many antibodies. As Pfizer's vaccine, a new study in JAMA comes out to document that. So would one vaccine be much more safe and effective than the other then? I thought antibodies were the key. Yeah, the only problem is they don't know how many antibodies you've got to have to be safe and effective, Sam. We don't have any idea at all. All right, so what are we measuring against? Well, we don't really know, Sam. We know that more's better. Well, we're not really sure if more's better. It could be better. We don't really know, Sam. But if you don't get vaccinated, you're a criminal. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, you better fight for your freedom while you can or you're going to lose it all. I'll tell you that right now. Quick pause. Our guest comes up in seconds. You are listening to Liberty Roundtable Live.
Okay, girls, about finished with your lesson on money. Daddy, what is a buy-sell spread for gold coins? Well, when you sell a gold coin to a coin shop that's worth, say, $1,200, you don't actually get $1,200. But don't worry, we're members of UPMA now, so we don't have to worry about that. Daddy, what if somebody steals our gold? We don't have any gold at the house. It's stored safely in the UPMA vault, securely and insured. But the S&P 500 outperformed gold. Daddy, gold is a bad investment. Some people do think of it that way, but actually gold is money. And as members of the United Precious Metals Association, we can use our gold at any store, just like a credit card. Or I can ask them to drop it right into mommy and daddy's bank account because we're a UPMA member family. Find out more at upma.org. That's upma.org. Why don't we say to the government writ large that they have to spend a little bit less? Anybody ever had less money this year than you had last? Anybody better have a 1% pay cut? You deal with it. That's what government needs, a 1% pay cut. If you take a 1% pay cut across the board, you have more than enough money to actually pay for the disaster relief. But nobody's gonna do that because they're fiscally irresponsible. Who are they? Republicans. Who are they? Democrats. Who are they? Virtually the whole body is careless and reckless with your money. So the money will not be offset by cuts anywhere. The money will be added to the debt, and there will be a day of reckoning. What's the day of reckoning? The day of reckoning may well be the collapse of the stock market. The day of reckoning may be the collapse of the dollar. When it comes, I can't tell you exactly, but I can tell you it has happened repeatedly in history when countries ruin their currency. And our co-host slash guest today, Chris Carlson. Welcome to Liberty Roundtable Live, sir. Yes, sir. Without God, we can never win. Sam, with God, we can never lose. The battle for freedom is the Lord's, but we need to be engaged in the fight. Lieutenant Carlson reporting for duty, sir. Ladies and gentlemen, January 6th was the event. They claim it was a terrorist event. They say it was an insurrection led by the Donald in an overthrow, and at least an attempted overthrow of the government. They used that as their ploy to not dig into vote fraud, jettison it, and certify all the votes in a panic. Democrats complaining Republicans were in on it. Uh, everybody arguing about it. No one releasing real information on it. Fraudulent investigations moving forward regarding it. And the abuse continues. Understand this is on the heels of the big dossier lie where well, they attacked the Donald for a couple of years over this dossier turning out complete bogus. Now they're into this. Time will vindicate this. January 6th, lie is complete bogus. 99% of the people there were good, honest Americans seeking to get to the truth and using the checks and balances to make that happen, influencing their congressmen and senators, working with the president, the chief executive of the land, to advocate for proper role of checks and balances, investigations. But the people were betrayed on January 6th, ladies and gentlemen. But we're gaining greater knowledge about the government's foreknowledge and instigation of all things that went wrong on January 6th. That's right, government agents, government provocateurs, mystery men. The tale is strange, and you say, well, Sam, that's conspiracy theory stuff. Lies stop. 
It is not conspiracy theory. It is reality. It's making its way into Congress. We're talking about the mystery man. Ladies and gentlemen, you say, who the heck is that? Meet Ray Epps. He's a provocateur that literally led us into, quote, battle on that day. Revolver.news has an incredible expose on this, uh, replete with facts and details and timelines and videos from the event to prove their points. Very well documented. Great reporting by Revolver. Uh, and we're going to break this down for you on your radio. Let's start out by Thomas Massey in Congress asking Garland, this chief thug, who has been over a lot of these scandalous cases, by the way, uh, they're having a conversation on the congressional floor about this man, Ray Epps, and about government provocateurs literally being on the ground, leading the charge for violence, leading the charge to breach the Capitol and commit um, these acts that they claim is treasonous, etc., Okay, and this man, Ray Epps, is one of the key people that leads it all. Here's the exchange. There's a concern that there were agents of the government or assets of the government present on January 5th and January 6th uh, during the protests. And uh, I've got some pictures that I want to show you if the uh, my staff could bring those to you. Uh, <laughs> I'm afraid I can't see that at all. You have those images there, and they're captioned. Uh, they were from January 5th and January 6th. As far as we can determine, the individual who was saying he'll probably go to jail, he'll probably be arrested, but he wants every, but they need to go into the Capitol the next day, is then the next day directing people to the Capitol. And as far as we can find, this individual has not been charged with anything. You said this is one of the most sweeping investigations in the history. Uh, have you seen that video or those frames from that video? So as I um, uh, said at the outset, uh, one of the norms of the Justice Department is to not comment on impending investigations and particularly not to comment about uh, particular scenes or particular individuals. This okay, without, I, I was hoping today to give you an opportunity to put to rest the concerns that people have that there were federal agents or assets of the federal government present on January 5th and January 6th. Can you tell us, without talking about particular incidents or particular videos, how many agents or assets of the federal government were present on January 6th, whether they agitated to go into the Capitol and if any of them did? So I'm not going to violate this norm of, uh, of, of uh, the rule of law. I'm not going to comment on an investigation that's ongoing. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Ray Epps is the man we'll focus on in this incredible Revolver.news article. Chris, let's start there, sir. Yeah, so it's interesting that uh, Merrick Garland even showed up for the hearing, Sam, because obviously he couldn't say anything, especially when confronted with inconvenient facts about a clear agent provocateur 
um, <clears throat> Ray Epps, who was at the Capitol, well, at the, in Washington, D.C., uh, the night before the so-called riots on January 6th, and during the riot, riots, leading people, continually repeating the expression, we need to go into the Capitol, we need to go into the Capitol. And then when confronted with that evidence by Thomas Massey, uh, Sam, Attorney General Merrick Garland, the only thing that he could say was, um, as I, so as I said at the outset, one of the norms of the Justice Department is to not comment on pending investigations and particularly not to comment on particular scenes or particular individuals. So Thomas Massey uh, modified his question and said, can you tell us without talking about particular incidences or particular videos, how many agents or assets of the federal government were present on January 6th? You know, so as not to talk about the case in particular or any facts per pertaining to the case. And A.G. Um, Garland basically repeated the same ex statement, saying, no, I, I really can't talk about it. So my question, Sam, is why did Attorney General Garland show up for the meeting um, in the House hearing when he couldn't say anything about it? I'll tell you why, because if you don't show up, then everybody starts to point the finger at you like you won't show up. <laughs> what you're allowed to do, though, is show up but not answer any questions honestly. Okay, when you're sworn under oath and you're equivalent of testifying, you've got to answer questions about this. And the problem is uh, Garland's playing games here with words. He can't maybe address Ray Epps and the individual details there if there's an investigation ongoing. But the question becomes, um, can you basically answer this general question? Were there government assets there, and did they agitate on film the crowd? And the answer is that can be answered. Garland doesn't really even need to answer it. We have the evidence. Revolver has exposed this evidence. This Ray Epps gentleman ran around before uh, the breach of the Capitol, the day before, and it literally advocated for that to the point where you can see him on film to this Revolver article literally saying to people, no, listen, that grievance doesn't matter. This grievance doesn't matter. That view doesn't matter. Look, guys, you're getting off track. The goal is to breach the Capitol. He says it over and over and over. And the fact that he's not indicted to this point tells you all you need to know, Chris. Well, even worse, he's no longer on the FBI's capital violence most wanted list, whereas he was for six months, almost six whole months, starting on January 8th, two days after the so-called riots, and I call them so-called riots because they, they weren't riots. Even, even the agents provocateur were pretty well behaved. But mysteriously, on July 1st, Sam, and this is one of the, the main um, points that I want to emphasize, he was mysteriously moved from the FBI's capital violence most wanted list, where, whereas he had been on that list for six whole months. And many people followed up with the FBI saying, yes, I know this guy. In fact, they, the FBI was sent videos of him, the same videos that Thomas Massey showed to Attorney General Merrick Garland. Yet mysteriously on July 1st, his uh, photograph and any mention of of Ray Epps was removed from the FBI's capital violence most wanted list. Now, why did that now happen? It's, it's interesting to note that not only did they remove that the FBI scrubbed Epps from their database, it was done one day after, listen to this, one day after Revolver News 
put out a damning investigative report on Epps' fellow Oath Keeper, Stuart Rhodes, and the story of Epps, Stuart Rhodes, and other suspiciously unindicted accomplices on this, such as this Maroon PB guy and others, shows a more a much further extensive degree of proactive federal involvement than even Revolver had anticipated. We're going to dig into this in more detail with Chris Carlson in seconds. Ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to the one and only Liberty Roundtable Live. the land you're listening to liberty news radio USA Radio News with Lance Pry. The defense has rested in the Kyle Rittenhouse trial in Kenosha, Wisconsin. Closing arguments will take place Monday and then it will be up to a jury of our peers. A federal appeals court on Thursday has temporarily banned the National Archives from releasing some of former President Trump's records to the House Select Committee investigating January 6. The U.S. Court of Appeals for the D.C. Circuit has set oral arguments in the case for November 30th. A federal court has ordered a politicized Department of Justice to stop extracting data from the phone of Project Veritas founder James O'Keefe. The FBI claimed a search warrant was issued because of a diary of Ashley Biden, which was never published. Ashley is President Biden's daughter. According to court documents, the government must confirm by today that it has stopped the search of O'Keefe's devices. In a surprise upset, the Dolphins beat the Ravens 22-10 in last night's Thursday Night Football. USA Radio News. With confusion around vaccinations, masks, and public screenings, it's important to know the symptoms of COVID and its variants. Fever is the leading sign, so make sure to use an accurate thermometer for your family. Only the Exergen Temporal Scanner Thermometer has been proven accurate with more than 100 clinical studies. Non-contact thermometers have no clinical evidence behind them and cannot be relied on. Be vigilant and be accurate with Exergen. Learn more at Exergen.com. Exergen is changing the way the world takes temperature. Just in time for Christmas, Mike Glendale has dropped the price of the standard classic MyPillow, regularly $69.98 to $19.98. Now, queen and king size slightly higher, but that price includes a free press and pack bag so you can take your MyPillow with you anywhere. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener square, use my promo code USA, or call 1-800-951-8175. Support Mike Glendale and American Jobs and give MyPillow for Christmas. As preparations for your Thanksgiving feast are probably starting to take shape, keep a heads up if chicken is on the menu. A recall has been announced. The Food Safety and Inspection Service of the U.S. Department of Agriculture has announced Innovation Solutions is now recalling nearly 100,000 pounds of raw ground chicken patty products. The agency announced the recall of the raw chicken, saying that the Kent, Washington-based company issued the recall after receiving complaints about customers finding bones in the chicken burger product. 
The agency said it's concerned that some products may be stored in people's freezers, and it's urging people to not eat the meat and to dispose of it or return it to the place of purchase. The products affected by the recall include Trader Joe's chili lime chicken burgers and spinach feta chicken sliders. From the USA Radio News Pacific Northwest Bureau, I'm Wendy King. This year, Thanksgiving is officially Thursday, November 25th. USA Radio News. Ladies and gentlemen, we have very little video, comparatively speaking, from what the government has. They've literally classified most of it. We're demanding that they release the videos so we can get more factual evidence here. But we've got enough to prove that Ray Epps literally was agent provocateur big time. And we've confirmed that the FBI literally scrubbed Epps from the most wanted database a day after this incredible expose, uh, really indicting Stuart Rhodes, uh, at least in the media, uh, as being involved here. Now, I think there's a big difference between Ray Epps and Stuart Rhodes. Ray Epps is on camera advocating and agitating the people directly to breach the Capitol. I mean, it's as blatant as it gets. Uh, Whereas Stuart Rhodes, they claim that he's made phone calls, that he coordinated, that he did this and that. The evidence isn't near uh, as strong uh, against uh, Stuart Rhodes than it is against Ray Epps. Nevertheless, Ray Epps and Stuart have been good friends forever. They work together in Oath Keepers. Same thing with this other maroon BP guy. Uh, They're all basically front and center stage for this provocateur agenda. Who's involved to what extent? We're digging into, but this Ray Epps really is the key figure right now, Chris. Yeah, and I don't know if you uh, mentioned, if you heard on the bottom of the hour news, they mentioned the January 6th riots. You know, part of the propaganda mechanism that they they have now is they can mention this thing periodically just to remind the American people of how evil conservatives and Trump supporters are. I mean, that's part of the propaganda technique that they're using and the the precedent that they wanted to establish with the uh, January 6th riots so that they could continually remind American people how evil Trump supporters are. Anyway, yes, so uh, Stuart Rhodes and Ray Epps were, were very tight. I saw several videos with them um, working together. In fact, Ray Epps was and probably still is a member of the Oath Keepers. In fact, he was the president of the largest chapter of Oath Keepers in the nation, which is in Arizona. So you mentioned that. But uh, going back to what you mentioned just before the break, Sam, there was an expose by the revolver um, of Ray Epps and his relationship with Stuart Rhodes the day before they scrubbed him from the FBI's capital violence most wanted list. And that is very significant. Not only that, Sam, there was a actually a New York Times uh, piece entitled Inside the Capitol Riot, an exclusive video investigation, where they actually showed the video that uh, we're going to show here in a minute of uh, Ray Epps actually encouraging Trump supporters to go into the Capitol. He repeats himself several times. We need to go into the Capitol on, on several occasions. And that was a New York Times piece, which uh, incidentally occurred the same day that the revolver piece exposing Stuart Rhodes that you previously mentioned came out. And the day after, July 1st, as we mentioned, that is when Ray Epps, any mention of Ray Epps on the FBI capital violence most wanted list was scrubbed. And that's not coincidental. So the American people were were becoming familiar with this individual, Ray Epps. And 
the the mainstream media knew that there would be questions arising surrounding him why for six months the fbi has known about him they have been given leads by multiple multiple sources uh, they knew where he lived they knew his background there was nothing mysterious about this man and how the, the authorities could bring him into custody yet they did not act for six months they did not act on that information um, there are a couple of other triggers. I don't know if we need to get into the details on these. Uh, two weeks before uh, July 1st, uh, there was a viral Twitter thread. Did you want to get into that? Yeah, Did here's what you need to know, ladies and gentlemen. The takeaway of this is the government not only uh, has these provocateurs at their behest, evidence is there that they're working together, that these organizations have been infiltrated by some top, very interesting government asset people all these people have military backgrounds they're all linked with one another they were all there at key junction points the day before and the day of this january 6th rally uh, they uh, are working together in very unique ways that we've caught on camera now the government says well, we can't talk about any of this but yet they're in real time making moves to bury history to change Reality, ladies and gentlemen, we're talking about real-time stuff where the government's actively, uh, in my opinion, indicting themselves. Why would you take Ray Epps off the most wanted and then say, well, I can't talk about it because it's an investigation? Well, wait a minute. If he got removed from the most wanted list, then there's no investigation anymore, right? Or are we saying that we're still investigating him, but he's not most wanted anymore? What are we saying? See, and you can't even get Garland to explain that to us. What does that mean? If you, if you took him off the most wanted list, is the investigation of him over? If he was on the most wanted list, you know he's being investigated, so that's not in debate. But if he got removed, is the investigation over? Well, I can't answer that, sir. It might be an investigation. But what are you talking? See, ladies and gentlemen, we're getting to the bottom of this. And we're finding out the truth, which is the government instigated this with their provocateurs. The details uh, are very interesting, uh, Chris. Go through this video evidence here. Uh, and, and some more of the details of the article. The article is incredibly long. It is good, and it is detailed, um, really connecting a lot of dots. They've done a tremendous job. Yeah, so I think uh, at this juncture, we should probably play the video if you've got that queued up. Um, it is informative. And just note how many times Ray Epps says we've, we have to go into the Capitol with an emphasis on into. Just Just listen to that. And, you know, that's just strange behavior from somebody who just wants to get social justice, you know, for an obviously rigged election, which uh, Donald Trump won, hands down. You know, why is there so much emphasis on going into the Capitol? Because that is they want to get the goods on on the people. And I don't doubt. In fact, I'll just read really quick what the, um, the Revolver article mentioned. I think this is instructive. They talk about. Uh, federal assets or FBI um, assets. They say students of FBI history should quickly absorb the lesson that infiltrating feds are like roaches. Whenever you spot one, it's guaranteed that there are dozens others nearby. Feds simply never ever operate alone. This is how you end up with, and then he makes reference to uh, previous false flag events. And he talks about the 12 FBI informants in a tiny right-winged Michigan militia plot from October 2020, which you and I, Sam, covered in June, I think. Um, and then he talks about the 15 informants in the right-winged Malheur. You, you were there at the uh, 2016 Malheur plot 
uh, Malheur Wildlife. Um, you were up there, and then the Bundy Ranch affair. He talks about all these informants that that have been exposed, and he's right. There were probably dozens and dozens of FBI informants and assets at the J6 riots. Well, riots in, in air quotes, I should mention. Um, but we don't have the goods on any of these others. Um, but but there is overwhelming evidence that this man Ray Epps was an asset. Otherwise, he wouldn't have behaved in the way he behaved. All right, Otherwise, let's prove it. Which clip do you want? The first or the second one? Um, let's go with the first one, please. All right, the first clip. Uh, Cameron's queuing it up and starts now. Tomorrow, we need to go into the Capitol. Into the Capitol. What? Tomorrow, I don't even like to say it because I'll be arrested. Well, let's not say it. We need. We need to say, go. I'll say it. All right. We need to go in. Shut the fuck up, Boomer. To the Capitol. We are going to the Capitol, where our problems are. It's that direction. Please spread the word. All right. No, Dave. But one more thing. Yeah, so can we go up there? No. When we go in. Are we going to get arrested if we go up there? Yeah. You don't need to get shot. Arrest us all. Thank you, Cameron. All right, that's enough of that clip. Ladies and gentlemen, that, that's enough of that clip. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, here's the deal. Ray Epps literally uh, saying, hey, we need to go to the Capitol. Literally, that's multiple occasions pointing. Um, it's a bunch of clips put together, basically, showing you how much he said this and what he did. He pointed people in the direction. He urged people to go straight to the Capitol. He urged that's where our problems are. He said, I'm gonna, I, I'll get arrested if I say this. Then one patriot's like, hey, then don't say it. That just proves that most people are peaceful. He's like, well, if you're going to get arrested for saying something, don't do it. And Ray's like, you know, I'm going to say it anyway. Right? What, what on earth is going on here? But you see this blatantly as it's carried out, Chris. Uh, and, and I don't know if you caught when we played the previous clip uh, where Thomas Massey is interrogating Attorney General Merrick Garland. There was one part where you heard the word fed, 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 fed repeated over. I don't know if you picked up on that. It was kind of a bad recording, obviously, when it's a recording of a recording. But at that point, somebody identified Ray Epps as a, a federal infiltrator. And he was trying to warn the other people, hey, this, this guy is an infiltrator. We need to be careful of him. So he, he keeps repeating fed, 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 fed. Uh, apparently it didn't work, you know, because the Ray Epps, I mean, he, he looks the look. He acts the act. I mean, by all indications, he was a genuine Trump supporter. But there's All right, ladies and gentlemen, you also was. hear uh, later in that clip, one of the guys saying, hey, are we allowed to go up here? Are we going to get arrested if we do? Patriots were trying to find out the truth, and they couldn't get clarity on what they could or could not even do. The evidence becomes clear with Revolver.News. In-depth reporting, ladies and gentlemen. You know where the solution can be found, Mr. President? In churches, in wedding chapels, in maternity wards across the country and around the world. More babies will mean forward-looking adults, the sort we need to tackle long-term, large-scale problems. American babies in particular are likely going to be wealthier, better educated, and more conservation-minded than children raised in still industrializing countries. 
As economist Tyler Cowen recently wrote, quote, by having more children, you're making your nation more populous, thus boosting its capacity to solve climate change. The planet does not need for us to think globally and act locally so much as it needs us to think family and act personally. The solution to so many of our problems at all times and in all places is to fall in love, get married, and have some kids. The Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit legal foundation committed to protecting our unalienable right to publicly acknowledge God. The Foundation for Moral Law exists to restore the knowledge of God in law and government and to acknowledge and defend the truth that man is endowed with rights not by our fellow man, but by God. The Foundation maintains a twofold focus. First, litigation within state and federal courts. Second, education conducting seminars to teach the necessity and importance of acknowledging God in law and government. How can you help? Please make a tax-deductible contribution, allowing Foundation attorneys to continue the fight. You may also purchase various Foundation products as well at morallaw.org. Located in Montgomery, Alabama, the Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit, tax-exempt 501c3, founded by Judge Roy Moore. Please partner with us to achieve this important mission, morallaw.org. Gentlemen, this is serious business. I'm telling you right now. The question is, does the FBI now or has it ever maintained a formal or informal relationship or point of contact with Stuart Rhodes directly or indirectly through intermediaries? What about Ray Epps? Okay, we got to ask these serious, serious questions because, ladies and gentlemen, I think that we can really point to a setup here. And if the government won't answer these questions, we're going to have to simply say that that proves they're part of the setup. Would you agree, Chris? Absolutely. Absolutely. We don't know, Sam, how much they're being paid or what other um, compensation they're, they're receiving. But we know it exists. We know secret combinations exist. And we know that money can buy anything, including one's eternal soul. I mean, I believe people uh, relinquish or or jeopardize their eternal souls when they enter into uh, secret relationships like I believe that Ray Epps has entered into. It's obvious that he's being protected, and he wouldn't be protected uh, if he wasn't working for the dark side of government because, you know, the, the evidence is there. We've gone over it. And I would say the same thing for Stuart Rhodes. For the longest time, have you ever had Stuart Rhodes on your radio broadcast, by the way, Sam? Plenty of times. Okay. He comes across as a genuine, constitutionally based, very patriotic individual who is just trying to, to restore constitutional government to this land. I'm starting to have my doubts about Stuart Rhodes. Why is he running around free? The prosecutors in the January 6th uh, prosecution have implicated him in on many many counts you want to go through those counts absolutely go ahead okay so there's a list the revolver um, in fact this this uh, talks about your well this goes to the expose that we mentioned that uh, revolver did on June 30th the day before Ray Epps was uh, removed from the Capitol riots uh, most wanted list and um, it turns out 
that Stuart Rhodes has many, many connections according to the prosecution, Sam. You know, not just according to hearsay uh, accusations, but according to the prosecution, Stuart Rhodes, and I'll just read these. There's a, there's a long list. Be patient with me. He, uh, he established the Oath Keepers Conspiracy. According to prosecution papers, he established the Oath Keepers Conspiracy to invade the Capitol. Uh, Rhodes, who recruited people into the conspiracy. Rhodes, who organized and gave key instructions to the conspirators. Rhodes, who suggested the use of illegal weapons, such as a collapsible baton. Rhodes, who activated the conspiracy in real time on January 6th via text messages and phone calls. Rhodes, who waited on the Capitol steps for the completion of the conspiracy from approximately, and they give a timeline, Rhodes, who later congratulated everyone on a conspiracy well done. These are all court documents implicating Stuart Rhodes' involvement with this conspiracy to invade the Capitol, yet he's walking around free. Now, now I will say one thing that we need to be very careful of, and I am actually a friend of Stuart Rhodes. I consider him a friend. Now, uh-huh. I, uh, you know, compared to some, I may not know him uh, as well as others or whatever else, but I um, am pretty hesitant about the Stuart Rhodes things. I've, I've been on the speaking stage with him. I have uh, met him and spent some time with him. I have seen him in places in person. I've had him on the radio with me plenty of times. Uh, and my hesitation about this is all the information we have that you highlighted is from the prosecution. Yes. And so we're missing a serious point of the other side of the story. And almost all the information we have about this comes from your government. So let's be very clear there as well and very careful. For example, uh, they go into a lot of this detail about, hey, you know, I don't know if you know what Signal is, but Signal is an encrypted app that people communicate on, supposedly so the government can't find out what you're saying or doing, right? Mm-hmm. But then in all the evidence that are, that's put forth, the government was able to get the Signal communications, right? Yes, as we know. Okay, so, we so let's that. be very clear, ladies and gentlemen. I've told you, and I will tell you again, when people are on these applications thinking that their digital, quote, encrypted communications can't be uh, accessed by the government, well, this just proves that isn't true. If yes. Stuart Rhodes communicated on signal, then it would have been encrypted and the government couldn't get at the information, right? But the government literally says we got all this encrypted information indicting Stuart Rhodes. Um the prosecution says this from Signal. So how does that work? The answer is, it's just as I've been telling you for years. And everybody else said, oh, Sam, you got to get a hold of some technical people that can help you understand this. And I laughed and said, I'm a tech guy for a living, you <laughs> idiots. I've been warning you and telling you this forever. And now you got positive proof that I'm telling the truth. Let well, me say that know, again. I'm... You have positive proof that I'm telling the truth, baby. And, and I'm not a tech guy, Sam, but even I know that. And I... I've been reading. If a you book, think the government so doesn't have access to your communications, you're off your rocker, stupid. Okay. All right. Now let's continue here, though. So I want to be very careful, though. I'm not ready to indict Stuart Rhodes over this. I know what the government's saying. I know what the prosecution prosecution says. I've read Revolver's uh, information, but we need to be very careful because we have Ray Apps on camera advocating for this. We have um, allegations that Stuart Rhodes was involved in a bunch of phone calls and organizational realities. But Stewart did not breach the Capitol and did not encourage anybody to breach the Capitol publicly that we have record of it all. Right, Chris? And here's the thing, Sam. I'm not ready to throw Stuart Rhodes under the bus either. He may be completely innocent. But 
he, there may be infiltrators into the organization that he created, the Oath Keepers, who can be implicated as co-conspirators in this operation. Without a doubt. Would you, would you and I think even Stewart might, you know, Stewart's not going to uh, betray any of his people. Uh, but even Stewart's going to say, hey, if people have broken the law, let's hold them accountable. He said that on my radio program. Yeah. So and, anyway, and, I'm, I'm just separating this, though, because I don't want the Patriots to think that I'm attacking Stewart uh, or that I'm defending Stewart. You know what? At this point, I don't know. But I know he's a friend, and I'd be pretty shocked if Stewart's is, is kingpin in this uh, betrayal, as we think. I don't, I, don't, I don't. So far, I just don't see it. But the, only, you know, the thing that I'd like to point out is why is – uh, this investigation or this prosecuting prosecution, sorry, being inconsistent. If they're going to implicate Stuart Rhodes, why don't they arrest him? Why don't they bring him into custody? That's the question I have. You know, you be consistent. Remember, he's a Harvard or I'm sorry, a Yale trained attorney, too. So the government may not want to bring him in because they know that it's going to expose. If you get a Stuart Rhodes angry and he's a well-known tr um, Yale trained attorney, uh, plus a military man, so he's got a lot of knowledge in a lot of these areas. What he might do is expose the government, and they don't want to get exposed, so they're leaving him alone. That's a very s distinct possibility as well. Oh, he doesn't come across as a, a Yale man. <laughs> I'm just, I mean, he's, uh, he's not, but he graduated from Yale, and he's an attorney. I'm telling yeah, you that right now. Yeah. Go look it up. But here's okay. what I'm saying, though. It's the same reason that they dismissed the Ammon Bundy case in, in Vegas. You think they dismissed it because they love Ammon and because they wanted the truth and because they knew the FBI was a bunch of fraudsters? No, they dismissed it because Ammon and, and crew, Ammon and Ryan and several others, were literally forcing enough stuff on the record to where the government didn't want to get exposed. So they're like, we're going to back out of this one. We know yeah, that's it, what it, happened there. So I'm saying the same yeah. thing could be the reality check here as well. Well, I think there was some divine intervention with Ammon Bundy. I think the Lord knew that he had a mission to fulfill outside of jail. Otherwise, he would have spent the rest of his life in prison. Uh and I like it. And I am in Bundy is definitely I'll I'll lay my um, my reputation on the fact that Ammon Bundy is clean through and through. He's a good man. I've never met him, but I'd like to. But yeah, no, to meet who? Ammon Bundy. You've never met Ammon. Well, I've spoken with him on the phone. That's about as close All right. to. All right. We'll you know. fix that. I, I we'll, we'll work on that. A Ammon's yeah, a great I need guy. That. I defend Ammon Bundy. I publicly. Uh, in writing, endorsed uh, Ammon Bundy for governor of the great state of Idaho. Uh, so there you have that. Uh, but the real question remains, though, hey, Stuart Rhodes, Ray Epps, whoever these leaders are, BP or Maroon BP, whatever, do they have a relationship with the FBI? Have they ever now? Or have they ever maintained a formal or informal relationship with any of these men? And do any other federal counterintelligence agencies, we can go through a litany of them, but do they or have they ever had an informal relationship uh, or formal relationship, whether it be direct or through mediaries. you got to really make your questions broad or they'll deny no or they'll claim no, but later you'll find out the answer might be yes. So this is very serious questions. Ray Epps, to me, seems like he's agent provocateur number one right now. Everybody's pointing to Stewart as if he's just as involved as Ray, but I factually don't see that. I really don't. And I'm not just on a big old bender to defend Stewart Rhodes either, so don't attack me for that. I'm just telling you, the evidence is very strong on video that we just played against Ray Epps. Now, there's not near the evidence like that on Stuart Rhodes, except for if you believe the government busted the signal encrypted communications and the government's the one to be relied upon. Be very careful there, too, ladies and gentlemen, or you'll be deceived and betrayed. Uh, and I'm just telling you right now, if I have to take government, prosecution, 
documentation of encrypted or decrypted signal communications, which was supposed to not be able to even happen, according to the, quote, tech leaders or whatever. Okay, am I going to take that evidence or am I going to take Stewart? I'm going to side with Stewart until I have hard evidence. Ray has that hard evidence. Stewart does not. Yeah. And, and I know Revolver's ready to, to, to attack them both, but we need to be very careful there. All right, final tidbit on this. You've got a couple of minutes to wrap this up, Chris. Okay, so it, it, you'll notice that I entitled today's segment, The Parable of the Wheat and Tares, Can You Tell the Difference? And I don't know if you know anything about the difference between wheat and tares. It's obviously, this is a reference to a biblical parable. Um, Another parable put he forth unto them, saying, The kingdom of heaven is likened unto a man which sowed good seed in his field. But while men slept, his enemy came and sowed tares among the wheat and went his way. But when the blade was sprung up and brought forth fruit, then appeared the tares also. So the servants of the householder came and said unto him, Sir, didst not thou sow good seed in thy field? From whence then hath it tares? He said unto them, An enemy hath done this. The servant said unto him, Wilt thou then that we go and gather them up? But he said, Nay, lest while ye gather up the tares, ye root up also the wheat with them. Let both grow together until the harvest, and in the time of harvest, harvest I will say to the reapers, Gather ye together first the tares, and bind them in bundles to burn them, but gather the wheat into my barn. You know, on this earth, Sam, it's hard to tell who are the good guys and who are the bad guys, and I think that's what that parable is all about. And the bad guys are just as important as the good guys in this test that we call mortality. And it's up to the good guys, you and me, Sam, to try to warn other good guys and gals that there are tares among us. And we need to be very careful that we don't get sucked into their agendas. Ray Epps, I believe, was a tear. He sucked a lot of good people, a lot of the wheat, into this, this agenda that is now landing them in jail for who knows how long, and some in solitary confinement. They should have listened to their conscience. We talked about conscience last week. They should have listened to their conscience, not these strange voices that are out there. That isn't um, the voice that I want to listen to, right? That is not the voice that you want to listen to. And yes, Ray Epps literally covered... advocating for this publicly. Why is Ray free? Why is Ray free? Good question. I haven't and asked that a gazillion to... times more than Stewart. We, we need to connect the dots, and we need to trust in God. Quit trusting in man. I don't care how brilliant a speech giver he is, and I'm, I know who he, <laughs> I won't mention any names. God, or Sam, without God, we can never win. With God, we can never lose. The battle for freedom is the Lord's, but we need to be engaged in the fight. Lieutenant Carlson and liberty-loving Americans everywhere, continuing our duties, sir. The mystery man, meet Ray Epps, revolver, Dot news if you want to learn more and read it all yourself and watch the videos and the context and everything else. Make up your own mind on this, folks. That's what we like to do. Transparency, reality, and accountability. That's Liberty Roundtable Live, ladies and gentlemen. The truth shall set you free. For Chris and Sam, we declare this nation shall endure. LibertyRoundtable.com, LovingLiberty.net. Donate today. God save the republic. Atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk, radio Show. Talk Show. 
All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting talk at your fingertips, no doubt, continues now. This is the broadcast for November the 12th in the year of our Lord, 2021. This is our two of two, the goal to promote God, family, and country, and to protect life, liberty, and property using the supreme law of the land, the Constitution. Absolutely promoting all things that matter most, jettisoning critical race theory, jettisoning uh, the culture attacks, standing for the cancel of cancel culture. What would that be? Maintaining our culture, preserving our heritage and our history and our liberties? Yeah, that's Liberty Roundtable Live, ladies and gentlemen. Last hour with Chris Carlson, we had a great discussion about this mystery man, Meet Ray Epps. Uh, Revolver.news is where the article is. Uh, incredible stuff. And it really talks about Stuart Rhodes and Ray Epps. I don't know Ray at all. But I do know Stuart Rhodes. And uh, you know, I'm going to have Stuart on, uh, see if he wants to come back and uh, talk about this Revolver uh, magazine and kind of see what he says. I'd like to get his fair side of the story. Y- you know what I'm talking about? All right, we're going to have a guest coming up here uh, after this segment. Uh, incredible guest talking about the Let's Go Brandon movement in detail, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, but before we get to that, I want to highlight this interesting news piece in KSL News. That's one of the biggest news organizations in Utah, KSL Radio. And the headline says this, Utah launches three-year, multimillion-dollar suicide prevention campaign. Article written by Paul Nelson. Utah launches three-year, multimillion-dollar suicide prevention campaign. Dateline Salt Lake City. Utah state leaders are launching a new suicide prevention campaign aimed to stop suicides in Utah. They say hundreds of people in the state have been taking their own lives every year. They want people who are suffering to know where to turn if they need help, especially during trying times such as a global pandemic. Well, maybe you ought to not call it a global pandemic when it's not. Maybe you ought to not you know, put the fear of God into everybody uh, over this thing. They say the live on Utah suicide prevention campaign launched next to the reflecting pool at the Utah State Capitol. So this is the problem that I see. I appreciate that they want to stop suicide. They want to help people. They want to, I get it, but you're leading with government, folks. That never works. They say one of the main speakers was Taryn Byatt, or Hyatt, who had even plotted and attempted to take her own life several times. She wishes her father were still alive to see the campaign kick off. He took his own life, battling depression for years. He saw a lot of his internal flaw in himself and that he was weak, she says. Back then, people talked about suicide and depression and a lot less than even people do now. She believes the stigma of asking for help to deal with mental illness is still prevalent with people across the United States. And she says she understands the depression all too well. It's the driving factor of why she wanted to end her life so many times. In her head, she understood her friends and family loved her, but she said, I just didn't feel it. There was a disconnect. I know that I'm loved, but it's not about that. You can't love depression away any more than you can cancer away. I agree that some of these mental difficulties are are like physical problems. They're real. But regardless of how much love people may feel, I didn't share that same thought, she explains. The campaign started with a million dollars 
set aside by the state legislature in 2019. And elected officials say that private groups immediately, quickly matched that amount. I don't know why we're talking about this two years later launching it if it was. But anyway, those funds, they say, will go towards buying ads and public service announcements that will go anywhere people might see them. TV, print, radio, online, billboards, any media to get the message out. Yeah, state data shows that an average of about 620 Utahns have committed suicide every year for the past five years. They say this year is especially concerning because of the job loss and the health restrictions and everything else. This will help people know there are resources available 24-7 if people need help. Anyone dealing with, you know, depression or suicidal thoughts is encouraged to call the suicide prevention line. um, And they go on. But I kind of find this whole story uh, fascinating in my mind, ladies and gentlemen. Now, look, I'm not trying to be difficult. Anybody who's really struggling with this should be encouraged to call the National Suicide Prevention Line or something. I think you get a hold of your religious leaders personally. Okay? That's kind of the problem here. 800-273-TALK, I guess, is the number for that. Now, they say there's reasons to hope. Suicide is Utah's most preventable tragedy. I don't know that I agree with that. I mean, I think it is a reason to hope, ladies and gentlemen, but I'm not so sure that I buy that it's the quintessential easiest thing to solve or the easiest preventable reality. But here's my big problem with the whole discussion, ladies and gentlemen, and that is this. It's very simple. You know, they want to lead by government, and they think government's going to solve all the problems. I'm telling you right now, it's not. And stealing my tax dollars legislature for this um, agenda is wrong. Now I have less money if I have to fight any of these problems in my own family. I have less ability to do it myself. I have to rely on my government to do it for me. All right. Now understand, in this whole article from KSL News, they come back and say, yeah, we're going to get a bunch of money, and then we're going to use this to fund all these advertisements. So KSL is a little bit compromised because they're going to probably get a bunch of the money from the advertisements. See how this circle works, ladies and gentlemen? The news tells you all about this horrible crisis led by the government to fix, partnering with, you got it, the very news people that reported it, right? They're going to get a bunch of money for advertisements, all in suicide prevention, which is all fine, except for quit stealing my money to do it. Do it in the private sector completely. If you feel so passionate about it, don't rape my wallet in the process. And don't think government's going to be your answers. In my opinion, religious leadership backed by private donors and funding could address this much, much better. But nobody can address this better than parents and religious leaders. And so if you want my opinion, this whole story, all these problems, all these, they didn't mention God once. If you want to solve the problem, ladies and gentlemen, it's God and family. They're going to solve this problem. It's religious groups working with parents and family units. The government can play a supportive role. I don't have any problem with that. But the government thinking they're the leaders in this, let's have the government put up a bunch of money, and let's have the you know private sector partner with it. Where's parents? Where's God? Where's family? Where's, if you want to reach out, call your government hotline. They'll take care of you. No. Talk to your religious leader and your parents and those who love you and care about you. If you need help and it's that egregious, it's okay to reach out to some private sector 
um, people who are, are knowledgeable about this and how to navigate through this. And it's fine for the government to play a, a, a supportive role here. Okay, I'm not trying to be critical about everything, but I'm telling you where the answers lie. And Utah launches three-year, multi-million-dollar suicide prevention campaign. Paul Nelson with the details. But I'm telling you right now, ladies and gentlemen, where the answers lie. The answers do not lie in government solving everything. They say reasons to hope. Suicide is Utah's most preventable tragedy. I don't know that I believe that's true. And if it is, it will happen through the private sector, not always through government. Okay, let's be very clear on this. And I don't mean to be offensive. I know people are just like, Sam, why do you always have to attack? They're trying to do something good. Leave them alone for crying out loud. Because we're looking in all the wrong places. You know that Johnny Lee song, looking for love in all the wrong places? That's what we're doing here. You think government's going to solve this problem? Government doesn't provide solutions. Government is the answer for very few things. Government's around to create a, a, an honoring of contracts and a stable level playing field. Government exists to have checks and balances to make sure no one's too powerful as we give our consent. Government derives its just power from the consent of the governed. Okay, I never consented to give it a million dollars to kick this thing off in 2019. Oh, yeah, you did, Sam. Your legislatures went for it. Yeah, but they were never given authority to spend money on these kinds of things. All right, so I'm not really excited about Utah launching a three-year multimillion-dollar plan on this. Why doesn't the private sector launch a three-year multimillion-dollar plan? Why don't businesses and individuals and families come to the table on this thing? Why do we have to have government be the leader? See? So it's all how we go about it that I really want to articulate here. We can go about it in the private sector. We can go about it looking to God and family for solutions. Government can play a supporting role. Businesses and society and, and for example, psychology and psychiatry organizations and physicians can come to the table. And I don't have any problem with a round table for solutions. It is a vexing problem. I get it. But I'm telling you, you'll never fix it as long as you don't focus on that tie to God Almighty. And that tie to family relationships, family is the fundamental unit of society designed by God to give people safe harbor, protection, stability, comfort, relationships. It's in the relationship with God and family to where belonging becomes valuable. Do you need some outside help on occasion with, with very difficult circumstances? Absolutely. Possibly so. But do you lead with government? I don't think so. So I don't mean to be critical of the effort here. The effort's a good one. I do mean to hopefully provide honest, open, candid, logical guidance about where we should go and how we should go about these solutions. When you leave God out, and I didn't even hear much about family. All they said was, my family loved me, but I didn't feel it. Well, that's not very complimentary. Let's look at God and family as the real solutions, and then let's find other supports along the way if they become necessary. Shall we? All right, hang tight. This is the one and only. Liberty Roundtable Live. The spirit of the American West is live and well in Range Magazine, the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues affecting the American West. Each issue contains informative articles, breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of cowboy spirit today. 
and gift ideas like the 2021 Real Buckaroo Calendar. Order online from rangemagazine.com. Loving Liberty Network salutes the spirit of the American West at rangemagazine.com. Well, my mom smokes and my dad smokes and I saw them smoking, so I tried it. They're telling me not to smoke, but they smoke themselves. When it comes to smoking, are you sending mixed signals? But when you teach someone a certain way to do things and you go back on that certain way, it sends mixed signals to the person that they're trying to teach. The parents need to be the example. Smoking. If you think you're old enough to start, you're smart enough to stop. A public service message from this station and the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. that I would have a huge slumber party with all the girls there. Play with me more often. My mom's so busy with the board meeting. To spend more time together as a family. Do more out-of-the-house activities. This is a tough one. My parents, they do everything they love me. If it wasn't for them, I wouldn't have a roof over my head. They don't need to show it to me. They just know they love me. Well, not yelling at me very much. What do you raise my allowance to not argue together um have my dad be home more for dinner and stuff so that it could be even closer family isn't it about time buy me an ice cream and kiss me to love me from the church of jesus christ of latter-day saints okay what's the next question Liberty Roundtable Live takes to the airwaves with hard-hitting news the networks refuse to use Monday through Saturday. Two hours a day, six days a week, we tell the tale of liberty. We promote news the networks refuse to use on your radio on the Sabbath. We rest as the good Lord intended, ladies and gentlemen. Our guest, Rick Green, founder of PatriotAcademy.com. Welcome to Liberty Roundtable Live, sir. My pleasure. Good to be with you. Now, quickly, just so people know who Rick Green is, you've been around forever, right? It's <laughs> starting to feel like that, man. We've seen a lot, uh, for sure. Used to be a legislator in Texas. Uh, been uh, been working as a Constitution coach for about 25 years, getting people to study the Constitution and understand their liberty and freedom and how to fight for it and defend it. And, uh, man, for such a time as this, people are hungry to learn those things today as we're beginning to question what the proper role of government is as it tries to take over our life in every area. So we're glad to be where we are and what we're doing with Patriot Academy. When we talk about the training courses at Patriot Academy, it's incredible. The numbers that you guys are reaching are tremendous. We're not in the thousands of the tens of thousands anymore. We're in the hundreds of thousands and millions, right? Yeah, it's exciting, man. I'm telling you. We, in fact, we may today hit 10,000 coaches, let alone people going through the class, hundreds of thousands of people taking the classes, thousands of classes happening right now across the country. And people that are out there saying, hey, what can I do? I realize the country's slipping away. I realize socialism and communism is is suddenly becoming the popular thing. Uh, these kids are uh, becoming Marxist. They're, they're buying into all the lies. What can I do to turn this thing around? Anyone out there can be a Constitution coach, and that simply means getting people into your living room or at your church or just getting people together 
And our videos bring the expertise. You don't have to know anything about the history of the country or the Constitution. We do all of that, and we bring the best of the best through those videos. It's fun. It's entertaining. It's not your typical, you know, boy. I tell people all the time it's the only Constitution class in America that you won't fall asleep in. I mean, they're actually entertaining, and, and uh, you learn a lot. And the most important thing is people leave with hope. Uh, they leave your home or your church, wherever you've been having that class, with hope and, and encouraged and with real action steps to make a difference. And like you said, it's hundreds of thousands of people. Uh, we believe we're going to reach millions before the next election. And uh, it's just it's, it's a good thing. It's a healthy thing. Civic ignorance is why we're in the mess we're in. Civic literacy, biblical literacy, those are the things that will get us out of this mess. And I want to stress the biblical, biblical literacy here. Look, you're not going to get this done without God, Rick. It's just not going to happen, people. Yeah, man, I, I, we, we have ignored the formula, right? We've ignored the secret sauce that made America the greatest nation in the history of the world. Not just the most powerful or the wealthiest or the most free, but also the most benevolent nation in the history of the world. The only people ever on the face of the planet to have a technological advantage in war and not use it for conquest, but use it to free and liberate people. That's the story of America. It's absolutely incredible. But if you want those kind of outputs in your neighborhood, in your community, in your nation, you've got to know what the inputs are that produce that and the inputs for America it was a biblical foundation the founding fathers absolutely were breathing the atmosphere of a biblical worldview and so they were implementing those timeless principles that God gives us in the Bible uh, that work every time that they're tried but we have to use them even basic ideas like separation of powers they didn't just get that from Montesquieu and the spirit of the laws they got it from Jeremiah 17 9 that says the heart is evil no man can know it so if you make somebody a king then their evil will come out of their heart. That was a logical conclusion. So, I mean, it's all through our Constitution. We've run from that for decades. It's time to come run towards those answers and towards those solutions and actually learn them ourselves and then hold our elected officials accountable to those principles. PatriotAcademy.com. So you mentioned a lot of these coaches for liberty don't. They're not really the super educators. The videos uh, uh, support that. The coaches are kind of advocates to help bring the people to the room and say, hey, we've got this opportunity. They're the organizers uh, of the training. Who are really the trainers in the videos? Yeah, so we, we actually go to Independence Hall in the room where the Constitution was framed. I, framed. I do most of the training in that room. And then we go to David Barton's library. He's got the largest private collection of Founding Fathers documents in the world. So we literally now, go to the original documents. Let me tell you a quick story about documents. David Barton. David Barton's Sit. dear friend, and I back in 92, 93, 94 range, I was watching David Barton's videos. He took a great place in my education, sir, and I've been doing the, radio the, for more than 25 years now. And those videos, he looks like he's 14, right? <laughs> for sure. <laughs> not, when he, not when words come out of his mouth, he doesn't, though. He's like a doctorate. No, right? it's just brilliant stuff. You know, he's, he's honestly, he has read more of the Founding Fathers than any living human being alive. Uh, he literally, I mean, he can get inside their heads and tell you exactly what they were thinking at the time just because he's read all their journals, their correspondence with each other, the debates at the Continental Congresses. I mean, it's just incredible, the stuff that he knows. And, and that's part of the, the fun is in the class. We go into that library, and he pulls a lot of that stuff off the shelf. Tim Barton teaches uh, on a response to the 1619 Project. It's just incredible. He decimates their arguments, shows the great black history in America, the great black heroes in the Revolutionary War, um, all the way through that history. And, and it's really powerful for black and white Americans both because it, it destroys this narrative that blacks have no ownership in the American dream and shows that you actually absolutely do and you should be enjoying that freedom as much as anybody else and um, gets rid of this, this, this crazy white guilt of generations today that had nothing to do with slavery from... You know, hundreds of years ago. So it's a really important part the, of the The course. founders were by nature William Wilberforce-esque, if you will. It just yes. took society and, and generations to really make a lot of these changes. 
Change doesn't happen on a dime, and the founders understood it, but they set the stage with their actions. Rick? You nailed it. I mean, you have to be, you have to get in the time machine and be in that time to understand the context. You know, everybody today with the, with all of these movements, they're trying to act like America. I mean, you had an Ivy League senator stand on the floor of the Senate and say America invented slavery. Now, look, I don't care what Sunday school you ever have, you ever went to. Surely you know who Joseph was, coat of many colors, sold by his brothers into slavery. That was way before 1776. Moses led the children of Israel out of slavery. I mean, it's crazy that we would say America invented slavery. The entire world had slavery when we had slavery. And what people don't know, and we teach in this course, America was the first nation to end the slave trade and the fourth nation to ban slavery completely. We were not being drug across the finish line. We were helping to lead the way. So the important part of this is the context and know what was happening in the world at the time. Uh, we had a very small percentage of the slaves that came from Africa compared to Brazil and Portugal and others. Yeah, and that the first just... slave owner in America was a black man, though, by Absolutely the way. Absolutely right, man. So few people know that. I'm impressed that you even know that. No, and, Nobody and I, and talks about to, that. I hate to deal with this because it just throws everybody who believes in slavery under the bus as it should, but it's, it's brutal. The truth is yeah. that there are people who believe in slavery because they were taught that from the cradle up generational change takes a long time but we've made tremendous progress and you know what america has been a blessing to every group that's come here regardless regardless of the tragedies along the way sir yeah i tell people today especially young people so look if america's so bad i mean just do the country boy test i'm just a country boy from dripping springs texas real simple test are people trying to get in or are they trying to get out why are they trying so hard to come to America? If we're so systemically racist, if we're so bad, then why is red, white, yellow, black, and brown coming from all over the world wanting to get into America because of the American dream? It's not the, you never heard of the North Korean dream or the Venezuelan dream or the Cuban dream. It's the American dream. That's why they come here in whatever color of the skin, whatever nation they come from, whatever religion, they have a better chance of success and freedom and prosperity and all of those things here than anywhere else on the planet. We're still the greatest nation on the planet. We've got huge problems because we've ignored the formula that got us here. But if we go back to the formula, we can solve those problems. Every answer is in God's word. Every answer that we need, we can learn from history, learn what works, what doesn't work. If we'll just go back and we'll do, do that study, uh, it makes such a huge difference. And that's, you know, so those are some of the people that teach. We've also got Kirk Cameron and Rabbi Lapp, uh, Daniel Lappin and Matt Staver and Congressman Barry Loudermilk and um, just all kinds of experts. Just incredible uh, educators is the yeah. point, ladies and gentlemen. Um, yeah. And I kind of want to mention this, too. You know, if we're such a racist country, how, how did we hold back LeBron James and Ben Carson? I'm just kind of wondering right. that. I'm not That's very smart, right, but LeBron and, and, and Ben are probably opposites in terms of the spectrum. But they're both black gentlemen, and they both have been able to enjoy the American dream like nobody's business. How did that happen? Just asking. All right, PatriotAcademy.com. How do people use it? Does it cost money for who, how? Tell me how the rollout Free. works. Free, 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 free. We're blessed to have donors that make it possible. Um, so you can become a coach absolutely for free. We'll train you. You get access to all the materials. Your students can take the class for free. We have a digital workbook if they don't, don't want to buy a, a physical workbook. Um, so it's it, it really is a, a free, great, great opportunity to get that education, to have fun, to have fellowship, too. I mean, that's one of the cool things about the class. I always tell everybody, you know, I, I think our videos are pretty good. I think we do a great job of teaching. It's fun. It's entertaining. But the magic happens after the video's over and the people sitting in your living room or at your church or wherever you're doing your class uh, start talking about these things. And they have a chance to vent about what's going on in the nation. They have a chance to ask questions and discuss. And you don't have to have the answers. You just open the dialogue and have the discussion. And if there's any 
question about some technical part of the Constitution, you send it in to us, we'll get you the answer. I get stumped at every Constitution class I do. I'm America's Constitution coach, and I get stumped. There's no one person that knows it all. So we learn together, and we go study these things together, and it's fun, it's exciting, and it's making a huge difference. I'm telling you, candidates are coming out of these courses. People are getting involved. They're learning how to go testify at the school board. They're making a huge difference. Um, The system works, but we have to work the system. You gotta learn the principles, ladies and gentlemen. You gotta teach people correct principles. Then you gotta let them govern uh, themselves. That's how it That's starts. Right. The magic happens in the class because you feel the spirit of God. You feel Amen. the spirit of liberty, ladies and gentlemen. But let me tell you where the magic really happens. It's when you decide that God's calling you to get involved, and you get on your knees and you find out how. Thus, over 25 years ago, I became a radio talk show host. You can find out on your knees how you're involved. That's the magic. You pray hard as if it's up to God, then you get up and take action as if it's up to you. In the middle, in the middle, you meet Rick Green with me. Liberty Roundtable Live continues in seconds. Let's go. Protecting your liberties. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. As the Kyle Rittenhouse trial will go to the jury after closing arguments on Monday, the mother of Kyle Rittenhouse claimed President Biden defamed her son while Biden publicly announced Kyle is a white supremacist. Wendy Rittenhouse is angry at the Democrat president. She says President Biden does not know her son whatsoever and is not a racist. And Biden slandered Kyle for the votes. A U.S. appeals court on Thursday denied congressional investigators access to former President Trump's White House records relating to January 6th. A hearing on the matter is scheduled for November 30th. The three judges on the appeals panel were all appointed to the bench by either President Biden or former President Obama. Winter, the dolphin, the Clearwater Marine Aquarium's main attraction, and the star of the film, Dolphin Tale, has passed away at the age of 16. Winter was battling a possible infection. We are USA Radio News. With confusion around vaccinations, masks, and public screenings, it's important to know the symptoms of COVID and its variants. Fever is the leading sign, so make sure you use an accurate thermometer for your family. Only the Exergen Temporal Scanner Thermometer has been proven accurate with more than 100 clinical studies. Non-contact thermometers have no clinical evidence behind them and cannot be relied on. Be vigilant and be accurate with Exergen. Learn more at Exergen.com. Exergen is changing the way the world Big news from Simply Safe Home Security. Okay, okay. Actually, I think the horns are too much. Yeah, that's better. Big news. The new wireless outdoor security camera is here. Yes, Simply Safe's award-winning home security just got even better, taking whole home protection to a whole new level. Okay, I'm I'm missing the horns. Simply Safe is celebrating this new camera with 50% off a new system this week. Visit simplysafe.com. As inflation is draining American wallets of disposable income, the essentials for everyday life have been going up in costs with no end in sight. October 6.2% inflation rate is the biggest jump in over 30 years. When you think inflation, you probably think gas and food. Hold on, as insurance rates will probably be hitting Americans soon. According to the Kaiser Family Foundation, average premiums are up 4% from last year and 47% from 2011. Deductibles have surged over 68% in cost from a decade ago. Additionally, employers at smaller companies face deductibles 
up to 70% higher than those at larger firms. Currently, around 155 million Americans rely on employer-sponsored health coverage. From the USA Radio News Phoenix Bureau, I'm Tim Berg. Thank you for listening. It is well appreciated. And a TGIF to you, my friend. We are USA Radio News. Promoting God, family, and country. You are listening to Liberty Roundtable Radio. The phrase, ladies and gentlemen, let's go, Brandon, has taken the nation by storm. Rick Green with me. Rick Green's founder of PatriotAcademy.com. He's done a lot of things in his life, but now he's an educator and a trainer for the Constitution, doing a phenomenal job at that with David Barton and many others. Incredible efforts available to you. And this is really, in my opinion, the genius of America coming out right now. PatriotAcademy.com. And what you can do is you can become a coach. You can advocate for training in your area, your church, your, I mean, it goes on and on of where you can help lead the charge here. And as Americans get involved and wake up and they decide where they want to be in the fight and they get involved and everybody has a role to play. Some are educators, some are talk show hosts, some are authors and writers, some are just behind the scenes with their businesses funding uh, the rest of us. I mean, everybody has a role to play. And that's really important to understand. So you got this Let's Go Brandon movement starting out with people yelling F Joe Biden around the country. And then, of course, a reporter tried to cover it up and got caught. Now the Let's Go Brandon movement uh, on her uh, cover up. They mock her with the statement. They also show their displeasure with the administration. Uh, Rick Green, I'm not a fan of it. We'll get into that in a minute. Uh, But what do you say to all this? Well, you know, we, we've got a, a, a rich history in America, or deep history, I guess I should say, of, of using sarcasm and, and humorous expressions uh, to, to, you know, basically, um, you know, speak out and, and say enough is enough, especially when we've been pushed over the brink and, and uh, feel like there's no other way to speak out. And so I think that's really what happened with this. Obviously, it was crass in the beginning, and, and I'd much rather hear people chanting, let's go, Brandon, than the other one. Uh, but it, it is, I think, a, a, in some ways healthy because a lot of people finally realized I'm not alone. There are other people that are sick of this, and I thought I was the only one because everybody else has been silenced on social media and every and everything else. In a lot of people's circles, man, they don't hear Sam. They, you know, they don't hear you. They don't hear me. They don't hear um, uh, people that are dissenting from the pre- president. They only get the um, you know the narrative from the White House and and the media you know um, a controlled message that has uh, man become a, a 1984 Orwellian situation and so when these stadiums started doing this I think literally for millions of Americans for the first time they went wow I guess I'm not the only one that's sick of this stuff and and they jumped in so I mean if you go all the way back to Yankee Doodle and the American Revolution the don't tread on me flags you know up through a lot of the sarcasm and 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 jokes in the in the revolutionary war and and things that were used uh, look at how we painted the you know the airplanes in in world war 2 um, there's a rich history of this type of thing, and I think for some people they feel like it's their only way to express. Um, I want them to know there are other ways to express yourself, but you know I'm actually not against it because I think it's uh, it's causing people to realize uh, there's an awful lot of other people that agree with them. So I'll be the first to double down and agree with the point that people now realize they're not alone. That is valuable. I agree completely with the rich history of, and I don't even want to say the word civil disobedience because it makes it sound like we're the ones that are disobedient. We're not the ones that are civil disobedient, ladies and gentlemen. Your government leaders who are uh, disobeying the law and violating the checks and balances that made this country great, they're the ones involved in disobedience. We are the consent 
of the governed. We are the people that give our consent to their legitimate authority in the first place. So there's no doubt the checks and balances call upon us to be anxiously engaged in a good cause and demand accountability. I get that. I also get this idea that, hey, let's go Brandon's way better than the, the other one. I support that idea, and I support that we're not alone, and I support that we've got to have some way to express our grievance, if you will, uh, and to air that, and to do so in a peaceful assembly. Uh, I mean, look, we're talking about the five elements of the First Amendment all on tap here for legitimately good reason. I support it. I agree. Here's the problem that I have with it, and I don't want to spend forever on the problems because there's a lot of good here I want to talk about, Rick, but I do want to highlight this. Sure. If we're not very careful, this this let's go Brandon is built on a lie. It wasn't that at all. It was F Joe Biden. And now we're starting to run around and have crowds say Kamala's a whore. And if we're not very careful, we lose the moral high ground in our quest to save the country. And I'm afraid that's not the best way to go about it. I'd rather chant um, paper ballots. I'd rather chant well, honesty legit- is the issue. And so I get yeah. the humor and I get the fun and I support it. But that's my concern. Your response. Yeah. No, I, th- I think it's a legit concern completely, and 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 part of it is the, oh, what's the expression that you know the the the, the tender the um the, the, what's what's about to be lit on fire right now, is is not a um biblically sound culture. In other words, we have so such a high percentage of our country that doesn't have the moral moorings. We're not we're not tied to. Um, biblical absolutes and moral absolutes. And so the, if you allow the mob to get out of control in America right now, it's not going to be pretty. Um, even in times when we had a majority that were um, tied to the Bible and learning biblical principles and believing in right and wrong and moral absolutes, even then you had mobs that tarred and feathered and did things that were, you know, frankly, uh, you know, physical assault and, the, and those kind of things, even in the in the founding era. So I think you're right. It is It is a dangerous thing um, when you live in a almost libertarian society where people are willing to be much more, um, you know, beyond the pale and, and, and might be willing to even turn it from chance into into physical violence. So I would say, yes, keep a uh, keep a monitor on it and 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 careful what you say. But it, at the same time, people feel like this is their only expression, their only way to speak out at this point. And um, so I, you know, I'm glad that they're at least finally willing to push back. And I, and I agree with your point on civil disobedience. You know, of course, uh, Ben Franklin had that that um, seal that he created. Um, you know, that that was all about rebellion to tyrants is is obedience to God. So it, it really backs up your point. We're not the ones being disobedient. We're the ones being obedient to truth and obedient to God. And that might turn into rebellion to tyrants, but it's still being the ones that are that are truly obedient. So I think you raise a good point. I don't think we're there yet to the point where we've, we've lost that and it's, it's gone crazy. Um, and that's why it's important for leaders, you know, to, to channel that, that passion. And I was worried about this a year and a half ago, whenever BLM and Antifa were burning our cities, um, that yes, good sir. people were going to respond in, in violent ways that would be the Rostock fire that actually January 6th did And to our credit, we did into. not, ladies and gentlemen, write that that's down. Right. Go ahead, sir. You know, you're, you're, you're right. And, and, and so we, I felt that was real important even back then to channel that energy and say there's proper, peaceful, constitutional ways to do this. And so I guess, you know, I'm kind of I'm, I'm at that place where I think it's good that people are expressing themselves, but it's vital that we get deeper, that we go deeper to the principles themselves and it not just be a selfish um, kind of response that, you know, don't tread on me just because I want to have 
you know, freedom and liberty, but we look at those other flags like an appeal to heaven. Uh, we look at the idea that, that there no king but King Jesus. We look at why we have liberty. The danger is that people today too often think that liberty is a license for licentiousness, that they think it's just freedom means do anything and everything that you want. Everybody has their own truth. Everybody does whatever. That's not the American formula for freedom. God's blessings are found within his boundaries when you live um, within his commands. And so it is important that we influence that narrative and that we channel that energy. Ladies and gentlemen, I couldn't agree more with Rick Green on this point. He's acknowledging the concern that I have. Look, I look at my case history, my case study, and I say, look, what's the difference between the American Revolution and the French Revolution, folks? One turned out to be incredible. The other one turned out to be nothing but an absolute dumpster fire disaster. Why? Why, Rick? Yeah, I mean, the fundamental difference was the American system was built on freedom from God and lived out with a respect for the authority of God and the and the uh, French wanted freedom without God. They wanted uh, liberty, you know, libertas that was just innate and that everybody had it, but there was no boundary, there was no limit to it. Um, the American founding fathers understood the difference and they infused the Bible into the culture so that you would be ruled by the Bible instead of by the bayonet. Uh, Speaker Robert Winthrop, uh, Winthrop put it that way. He said, you're either going to be ruled from within or ruled from without. And if we teach people morals and we teach them truth and they and they are governed by God's standards, then you don't need as much government to come in and, and deal with situations where people are living outside those standards. So the, the, the less more moral we are the more we need government and and so the more i mean the more you got to have government just so you can get to the car right you walking in from from the office and you don't want to be raped murdered or stolen from if if you have a lawless society where anything goes and everything's okay which is what these people are literally asking for when they want to defund the police when you move that direction you end up needing more government and more tyranny just to keep everybody from killing each other but if we'll have the Bible as, as, the, as the foundation of the country, if we'll teach people right from wrong, if we'll teach them responsibility with their rights, with every right comes a corresponding responsibility. If we teach those things, you need less government because we become self-governed. You teach people correct principles, ladies and gentlemen, and they govern themselves. That's why God doesn't have the gazillion commandments like government. God just has 10 and then the great two, right? So I can say 12 maybe. Uh, you know, I'm not saying that there's no other guidelines from God. I'm just saying that's the core, though, to a sure. basis of civilized society. It doesn't matter you know, if, if we have different uh, theological viewpoints or whatever else. If we double down on these 12, society is a pretty good place, Rick. Yeah, I mean, that's uh, I, I forget the lady's name that uh, David Barton talks about in, in our in our course. But, you know, somebody mentioned how many thousands of laws are on the books and, and rules and all those things. She said there's 10 that'll keep you out of jail, you know, and and. And those are the ones and and, and they're basic laws of nature as well. I mean, even if someone doesn't believe in, you know, Jesus, if they don't believe in the God of the Bible, um, all of all of his laws are written on on our hearts. And and that law of nature and nature's God. Can you stay with me longer? Oh, yeah. Stay at the end of the hour. You bet. All right. This is just so good, ladies and gentlemen. I'm asking Rick to stay. He was supposed to fly at 45, but we're going to keep him till the end of the hour. I am a believer in the God of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob, ladies and gentlemen. Jesus Christ is my personal Savior, and I highly recommend you work on him becoming yours as well. Rick Green with us. Liberty Roundtable live in seconds. Can a nation conceived in liberty carry its head high if it denies protection to the youngest and most vulnerable of its citizens? Can a country founded on God-given rights continue to thrive 
without understanding that life is a precious gift from our Creator. As a physician, I have looked into the eyes of one-pound babies. I have cradled their small bodies in the palm of one hand. I defy those who are careless, who would disregard life and look at these tiny little miracles and say, we're not going to protect that. But I believe there will come a time when we are all judged on whether or not we took a stand in defense of all life from the moment of conception until our last natural breath. One thing I promise you, I will always take a stand for life. As a parent, is receiving a faith-based, character-focused education for your children difficult to find? Do you believe that godly principles should be a central component in your child's education? Imagine a school where faith and integrity are at its center, where heritage and responsibility instill character. For over 40 years, American Heritage School has been educating both hearts and minds, bringing out academic excellence. This is the school where character and embracing the providence of a living God are fundamental, where students' national test scores average near the 90th percentile. With American Heritage School's Advanced Distance Education Program, distance is no longer an issue. With an accredited LDS-oriented curriculum from kindergarten through 12th grade, your children can attend from anywhere in the world. American Heritage School will prepare your child for more than a job. It will prepare them for life. To learn more, visit American-Heritage.org. That's American-Heritage.org. Begging politicians, bureaucrats, and educrats, and all do-getters to please obey the supreme law of the land, the Constitution. This is Liberty Roundtable. Live on your radio with Rick Green, ladies and gentlemen, PatriotAcademy.com for incredible training opportunities. You can become a coach, an advocate, if you will, for constitutional training, for training about the proper role of limited government, training about who we the people are and how government was ordained among us, ladies and gentlemen, to maximize freedom. And if you don't understand that principle, you say, well, wait a minute, how do I give up a little bit of freedom to maximize it? Go read Bastier's The Law, and you'll kind of get the point, the premise. The point generally is that, you look, you, you're going to have a vacuum if you're not very careful, and somebody's going to fill that vacuum with power. Who do you want it to be? Somebody that we divide up power with checks and balances and uh, gets their uh, orders, if you will, their direction their, by the consent of the governed? Or do you want just some king, some tyrant, some or even some worse power to fill that vacuum? That's the question. How do you maintain liberty? The founders understood that there's a delicate, sacred balance that only a people, a moral people, could handle. And our government's inadequate for the governing uh, of, of any other, but a, but a moral, a religious people, ladies and gentlemen, based on principle, teaching the people correct principles, letting them govern themselves. So Rick Green, as we talk about this, Let's go, Brandon Movement. I agree with you that it's healthy and that we need people engaged. It's healthy, in, but if we're not very careful, we might end up like the French revolutionaries. I don't want any part of it. I do want to be restorationists, though, because we don't need a revolution. We already had that, and it was successful. Now we have the blueprint for liberty. We just got to embrace it, understand it, and then politely, by our greater numbers, insist on it. In my opinion, yeah. that's where it starts for solutions, Rick. Yeah, we want we want a revolution with ballots, right? And not the French kind of a revolution uh, for sure. 
I don't know if we can do it politely, honestly. I, I think sometimes it, it has to be with force, uh, kind of like the last line in, in uh, or the, one of the final lines in uh, Paul Revere's ride uh, by Longfellow in the final stanza, a cry of defiance and not of fear. Uh, um, I think there does there is a time for righteous anger, and so sometimes that pushback may not come across polite. I don't think Christ was always polite. Um, not to just pick on that one word that you used, but I mean, I think there is a time for sarcasm. There is a time for using humor in those things to 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 also win over uh, those people who are sitting, um, you know, in the middle and not paying attention. Um, but balance, of course, and absolutely with the right morals. And that's that's where we have to be good leaders, and that's where we have to get people to study. Just like you're saying, go read the law. I mean, that's required reading for our students that attend Patriot Academy. I'm so glad you mentioned that. You know, get and it's almost like you're reading it today, right? I mean, if you if you read it, you're going, man, this 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 is literally describing what's happening in our culture. So those principles don't change over time. The heart of man doesn't change. There's always going to be people that want to control us and that, and that want to use government to micromanage people. And there's always going to be those who love freedom and are willing to fight for freedom. And, and the price of freedom is eternal vigilance. We have to constantly be engaged. And we're blessed in this country to have peaceful tools at our fingertips. There is no reason um, that we should not be able to win this country back. And Virginia is a great indication of that. Everybody said we're not going to win any more elections. They control the elections now. They're going to steal every election from now on. And we were telling people, no, stay involved. Improve the election laws, of course, but don't stay home thinking they're going to steal it. And look, even in blue Virginia, we were able to win those races. I'm hoping that's a great indication of what's to come in the next few years. And it is, and we could double down precinct by precinct. We can demand paper ballots. We can fire Fauci. Now, firing Fauci, giving him due process of law, but eventually uh, prosecuting him and tossing him in the clink. Uh, Amen. I don't think that's very polite, but I think it's absolutely necessary. When I say polite, though, I mean we can use the checks and balances. We can use the rule of law. We can use the moral high ground to create accountability and transparency, uh, and that's what we the people need to do. Now, it may not that's always right. be polite, but we want to lead with a polite view. We want to follow the Prince of Peace. Now, I get that he had other um, you know, keys to his name, meaning Jesus Christ. He's going to come in his wrath. Okay, so I get that it's not all peaceful and, and roses, and, and you know, but we can lead with that foot forward. And then as they force us, if they're wicked, hey, we must go to war too sometimes. That's right. I support right. that if it's a just moral war. But let's not lead with that. Let's not run around with the moral lows and say, oh, yeah, we're going to just arrest everyone and get crazy. Hold on now. Even Fauci deserves due process. <laughs> due process is going to convict him, and he's going to go to prison if we carry it out honorably. Uh, but nevertheless, so I'm, I'm all about what needs to happen. But let's be the guy that goes into war saying, I don't want to be here. I don't want any part of this. I want to be home with my wife or my mom, depending on how old he is. But then the guy that takes care of business if he has to, not the guy that bombastically runs into war going, I'm going to kill everybody because they're the enemy. What Amen. viewpoint and attitude do you want to have about this is really the point that I'm trying to nail down, Rick. You know, you're describing, uh, in fact, uh, you know, m many people out there might remember this book from 20 years ago called Tender Warrior by Stu Weber. Um, and that's the mindset I tried to raise my boys in, you know, and, and gave, I actually gave that book to all the men in my wedding as well, because it's exactly what you just described, a tender warrior where you lead, you know, as as a person that that is loving their enemy and that, and that that, um, you know, has the right attitude in all those situations. But when provoked and when pushed to that brink is able to be that warrior. It's, it's like King David, right? I mean, here's a guy that could sing songs and and worship the Lord and bring, you know, uh, literally bring the Holy Spirit into and hang into out a with room. the sheep, right? 
That's right. That's right. But then could turn around and fight that lion or fight that giant and win. And uh, and that's kind of the American spirit, right? I mean, we're gentlemen, right? But when you push us to the brink, you go to Lexington. That was a pastor leading the way there, Jonas Clark, who had preached liberty uh, all those years. But finally, on April 19, 1775, enough was enough. They were literally coming to take our munitions, take our arms. And so they were willing to say, hey, don't fire unless fired upon. But if they mean to have war, let it begin here. So I think I think we absolutely agree in the way that it's approached. Uh, in fact, you know, I go back to the beginning of the pandemic and and, you know, my governor in Texas, Greg Abbott, first two weeks, he was great. And he did did the you know, you know, only talked about things, you know, encouraged people to do things, no mandates, none of that stuff. Um, but, man, he, then he went off the cliff with Gavin Newsom and all these other crazy tyrants and and started micromanaging our country and I mean, our, our state and telling people they had to stay home and whatnot. So initially, you know, we tried, hey, olive branches, try to get this guy to do the right thing. And after a year of keeping us in jail, we finally said we have to have other candidates. It's time to go to war politically and Amen. have people run. Agreed. So you, yeah, absolutely. So we'll go to war if we must, but we certainly don't want to be there. If yeah. we need to be Rambo and take care of business, you know what? We'll be the man's man, baby. But you know <laughs> what? Right. I'm not going to glorify that. I'm going to endure it, and I'm going to take care of business like I need to. And then I'm going to return to my wife and children as God intended. Amen. So I'm not going to shrink from responsibility in any way, ladies and gentlemen. That's not what I'm advocating for. I'm just telling you, we better hold the moral high ground when we do it, or we're going to end up like the French. We you know, better turn to God two... family, and that's the order of things, Rick. That's right. That's right. And you're describing, too, Sam, the whole idea of a sheepdog. You know, that sheepdog is 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 able to do battle, but is also able to snuggle up to you and let you pet it and, and be friendly and all of those things. And, and you know, it's not uh, – I don't think it's by coincidence that we have these two big issues right now with regard to the Second Amendment with the Kyle Rittenhouse trial this this week and, and, and this kid being just abused by this prosecutor but doing a phenomenal job. He actually ran circles around the prosecutor, clearly acted in self-defense. And then we have this case before the Supreme Court really asking the question, do you have a right to keep and bear arms? And I'm, and I'm going that direction because I want to come back to what you're saying. That's part of what we train people to do. I've taken 5,000 people through our constitutional defense course where we teach the Constitution in the evenings, and we learn uh, proper, safe use of, of a handgun to defend your family uh, during the day on, on on the range. And and we teach people: you are not ever looking for a fight. You never want to be in a gunfight. You avoid those, at, 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 you know, absolutely, and only at the point where you have to use that to save your family's life, to save someone's life. That's when you use that firearm. It's the exact same attitude you're talking about. That's a tender warrior where you. You've got the ability to defend. You've got the ability to fight back. And same thing politically. We have the ability to make our government do what we wanted to do because it all comes back to we the people and consent of the governed. But at the same time, we walk peacefully and we and we and we don't you know, we're not braggadocious. We're not looking for a fight. I think you've described exactly the right attitude. Ladies and gentlemen, that's how it is. And I and I, I understand the let's go, Brandon, that we've tapped into. I hesitate on it because, like I say, if you're not careful, you'll end up like the French. Most people in America believe it's fine to say F the president publicly in stadiums across the country. I'm concerned about that. That's all. Yeah, I mean, we've de- you look, our decorum is pretty horrific right now, right? And, and again, it all comes back to what you've been saying for 25 years, what I've been saying for 25 years. If you, if you buy into moral relativism and you lose standards in your culture and your society of moral absolutes, um, you're headed. To, you're headed to the gutter. I mean, there's just no way around it. You, you're, n- the natural tendency of man is to move towards 
that least common denominator and and that desire to fulfill fleshly desires and 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 you you hear it in our language you hear it in our our discussions and all of those things so there's no doubt that if we come back to the moral absolutes we teach those things not in a self-righteous way but in a in a look these are just principles that work when you do things god's way they're not only right they work best you get the best results for your kids for your family for your community um, and we lost that. We've, we've, we've been running away from that for really about 80 years now in our country, and we're living with the results. I mean, we push God out of the equation. We have a Supreme Court who has literally ruled against even talking about God at school and having the Ten Commandments on the wall in schools and all these things, and, and we're living with the result. And it absolutely leads to a more crass society, a less, less safe society, and now— to Looneyville. I mean, now we're to the point where we're saying men have female parts, women have male parts. We want, you know, the president of the United States stated policy is that he wants boys to be able to go in girls' bathrooms, lockers, and showers. Um, this is evil stuff. It led to rapes in Loudoun County School District, and they tried to cover it up. And, I mean, that's why parents, Mama Bear has been awakened, man. And, and, and you talk about tender warriors. These mamas are coming out at these school boards and, le- and letting them have it as well. As as, the, as, by the as way, the as they should, ladies and gentlemen. As they Don't should, misunderstand exactly. my point. As they should. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Right, so the good thing is people – yeah, go ahead. Here's what I want to end on, Rick. We're about out of time. Tender warrior. Every man's purpose – Every woman's dream. There it is. Are you, ladies and gentlemen, a tender warrior? I hope so. Because if we have tender warriors in America who understand God, family, and country, and who will fight for it, but at the same time lead by following the Prince of Peace, even Jesus Christ, our Savior, then I feel absolutely fantastic and have no concerns, Rick. But we've got to make sure that's what we become. Amen. Amen. You know, and, and, and I'll say this, Sam, we used to reinforce that throughout the culture. You think about our Hollywood heroes of, you know, John Wayne and, and those kind of folks. That was how they were portrayed in, in, in the movies and our entertainment. So we instilled that in our kids from a young age. We've got to come back to that. And that begins in the home. You know, it begins with us as fathers. It begins with, with our, our home and, and then influencing the people in the neighborhood and, and at our church and especially influencing those young men that may not have a fatherly figure. There's so much we can do. I mean, anybody listening right now, God's going to show you a path of what you can do. If you'll say, I'm here, I'm available, here, my Lord, send me, I promise you he's going to bring people into your life. He's going to bring opportunities, whether it's being a constitution coach or leading a young men's Bible study or whatever it might be. We just got to be available, and we got to start taking action. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Rick Green doing a phenomenal job on your radio, doing a phenomenal job as always, ladies and gentlemen. PatriotAcademy.com to learn more about that. Rick, if you had just 30 seconds to say anything to America, what would you say, sir? If you keep sitting on the sidelines, we lose this nation. America is not, not guaranteed to last. The freedom is not guaranteed to last for your children and grandchildren. And so you got to ask the question, what is my child's freedom worth? Not what's your freedom worth. What is your child's freedom worth? And what are you willing to do? Start spending your time. That's your life. Start spending your money, your fortune, and start being willing to put your name on the line. That's your sacred honor. Lives, fortune, sacred honor. Every single one of us need to stand up and be willing to sacrifice those things. Rick Green, thank you so much, sir. Come back soon. God bless you, man. Thanks for having me. PatriotAcademy.com, ladies and gentlemen. Are you a tender warrior? If not, we all got to work on it, ladies and gentlemen. Are you part of the kitchen militia? Moms educating Americans across the country. The hand that rocks the cradle rules the nation. Think about that, ladies and gentlemen. Men and women together under God's direction are the most powerful force on the planet. Never forget it. God save the Republic of the United States of America.